it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. group call with my Cognitive Eating Academy clients earlier this week, one of them recounted an experience she had had with potato chips. Before I share her recent experience, let's look at how grabbing a handful of potato chips typically plays out for most people, right outside my world of cognitive eating. In the real world where restriction, fear, and demonization rule most people's lives. That one handful of potato chips would have created a whole host of fear-based, self-judgmental, critical, and controlling thoughts. She probably would have heard something like, you idiot, why are you eating chips again? Stop, put them away. You don't need chips. You shouldn't be eating these. Why aren't you stopping? You promised you were going to be good today. If you stop right now, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe the whole day won't be ruined. Just don't eat anymore. Damn it, why are you still eating them? I said don't eat anymore. Well, now you've gone and done it. The bag's half gone. You're in the day. You're so stupid. You always do this. Why do you always do this? Sound familiar? And the rest of the day would probably end up have been, having been a train wreck of eating stuff that made her sick while she promised to, quote, get back on track tomorrow. But instead, now, she said she noticed herself grab the handful of potato chips while making lunch for her kids. Upon noticing herself grab the handful of chips, she paused... And she practiced her new skills of identifying why she was eating them. She said she realized it wasn't really the potato chips that she even wanted. She just wanted a break. And she was associating with eating with being able to just stop and take a break. But when she noticed this, she put the chips away and she just went down. She just went to sit down and relax for a few minutes. What likely would have resulted in an entire day of self-critical and self-judgmental thoughts and self-destructive eating before, instead ended with a handful of potato chips, a pause, and a recognition of what she actually needed and wanted in that moment, and then giving herself that instead. Because she's given herself permission to eat whatever she wants and has been relearning trust And connection with herself and her body. See, that's eating in my world. But in the rest of the world, the rest of the world is so focused on demonizing certain foods and trying to force and control behavior instead of figuring out why the behavior is occurring and dealing with that. Have you ever noticed that every single conversation about healthy eating in our world revolves around demonizing? certain foods or food groups. I mean, this is what we've come to believe promotes healthy eating. Tell people what to eat, what not to eat. Teach them to fear certain foods and convince them that they need to spend their entire lives trying to ban those bad foods forever, trying to control every morsel. But how exactly is all this information and fear-mongering helping us? That's what I'm exploring today. Because when I started training people in 2010, I was one of those people participating in the good versus bad food messaging. I was excited about being able to help people, quote, solve their weight problems. 
And like most people who get into that line of work, I really thought that knowledge and fear was the answer. Now I believe with everything in me that they're a huge part of the problem, but more on that in a minute. I honestly thought back then that when I helped teach people about the harmful effects of the, quote, bad foods that they were eating, they'd stop eating them. When I taught them about how unhelpful starvation diets were and how much better they'd look and feel when I taught them to, quote, eat the right way or live healthy, and when I kept them motivated to stick to this new lifestyle that I'd helped them create, then all their health and weight and food problems would be over, I thought. I preached clean eating, the evils of sugar and processed food, the difference between weight loss and fat loss, the importance of weight training. For years, I was all in. I was doing all of that stuff just like everybody else is doing because that's what we've been taught to do, spread information and constantly remind people of how important it is to eat healthy and stay away from those bad things. But I started noticing Almost nobody could ever stick to any of their new healthy eating plans for very long. I also noticed that everybody I had worked with had already tried a hundred different diets or healthy eating attempts in the past. Information wasn't the problem. (laughs) They were overloaded with information about good food and bad food or weight loss and healthy living tips and advice and information. Overloaded. And what I realized is that information is not what people are struggling with. Literally everywhere you look, somebody is preaching at you about how important it is it is to exercise and eat right. And they're trying to push their idea of what that looks like. No, not enough information isn't the problem. In fact, now I believe it's a large part of the reason that so many people waste so much of their lives in that weight and food war, because there's too much information. Lack of information isn't the problem, which means more external information isn't the solution. Especially because I further noticed that whenever people couldn't stick to the diet or healthy eating plan or whatever, there was a pretty substantial mental, physical, and emotional impact And yet it all persists. Everywhere you go, everywhere you look, everybody wants to tell you the right way to to eat and live and, and all the reasons why to stop doing, why you have to stop doing all of the bad things. And it's all rooted from a place of fear. This is what's gonna happen to you if you eat this way. This is what's gonna happen if you don't lose weight. And I quit that world for a number of reasons. Not the least of which being that I hated, I really hated being one more of those millions of voices pushing useless and even damaging information. And make no mistake, advice that involves telling people what to eat and how to move is at best completely useless for most people. At worst, it's actually damaging. Why? Because people aren't stupid. (laughs) Like I said, we know this. (laughs) The best knowledge in the whole world about what to eat or how to lose weight does no good when you can't stick to it. And for any of that advice, for any of those plans to be effective, you've got to stick to it forever. 
And in general, humans can't. This is not a you thing. It's a human thing because it's not how we're wired. It's not how we have evolved to live. So why do I say that it's damaging and that there's a huge, um, you know, mental, emotional, and even physical fallout from it? Well, because it's all focused on demonizing the externals to the point that we stay locked in fear, which disconnects us from ourselves and our bodies. And it all contributes to self-punishing and self-destructive thoughts and behaviors. Everybody always looks for demons though, don't they? Because it's an easy distraction. Demonizing a certain food or food group or even toxins and chemicals, that stuff sells like hotcakes because we are naturally drawn to want easy answers. We want something to blame and something to just be able to say, well, stop doing that and that's your answer. But demonizing specific foods, food groups, even toxins and chemicals, it's all just surface level crap. It's just distraction from the actual systemic causes that nobody talks about because either they just don't know or because dealing with the systemic issues isn't quick or easy. And it's not even the weight in the food world where this happens. It happens all the time, everywhere in our world. We waste so much time obsessing over surface level symptoms of the issues facing us that we never talk about or never mind actually even get busy fixing the real stuff, the underlying causes of the issues. Politicians demonize immigrants rather than addressing the major systemic class warfare that's destroying lives with income inequality. Drug addiction and even drugs are demonized rather than working on changing the root causes of drug addiction, underlying pain and trauma that drives it. Toxins, chemicals, processed foods, those are demons. They have been demonized, but they are not the underlying causes. They are not why our population is struggling with being healthy or even losing weight and keeping it off. Sugar isn't why our population is struggling with any of it either. Neither is inactivity. Those things are just the surface level demons that are easier to obsess over. Now, and admittedly, they don't help. But all they are surface level demons that are easier to blame than addressing the underlying systemic problems, which are weight stigma and our cultural obsession with weight loss and healthy eating rules, all of which keeps us completely disconnected from ourselves and our bodies. So specifically, let's look at why I say that. And I want to do that by starting at the beginning. We are we land here on this planet, born into bodies that we love, and we are in awe of. We are born naturally hearing, loving, and trusting our bodies to tell us when we're hungry and when we're full. And we understand, we naturally understand how to make sense of those cues when our bodies give them. We are born just naturally, happily eating and living. But along the way, as we start learning to make sense of the world around us and the rules for being loved and accepted, we start learning that some bodies are good and some bodies are bad. We start learning that some foods are good and some foods are bad. And because we're a species that in many ways requires connection and belonging for survival, we internalize those messages. 
And we do everything that we can to be accepted, validated, and feel like we're worthy of belonging or even health. Over time, this makes us more and more disconnected from ourselves and our own wants and needs because we're spending so much time stuck in our heads trying to conform to what we think we need to be, to how we think we should look, eat, or live. And because so much fear is baked into healthy living messages, we get even more disconnected from ourselves and our bodies. All of the fear that all of the messaging that we get around food and bodies is fear-based. Right? Fear of living in bodies that aren't healthy or may not be healthy in the future if we don't quote take control of our choices. Even the whole message that we need to be trying to control our intake is 100% rooted in fear because that's where the need for control stems from. It stems from fear. It stems from thinking that if we can control every moment of our lives, then we'll be safe. If we can control our weight or food choices, then we'll be healthy, we'll be accepted, we'll be admired, we'll be loved. But choices made from fear are not healthy. Fear disconnects us from ourselves, from the present moment, and from our bodies. When we're in fear, our mind leaves the present moment in an attempt at protection, an attempt to find safety. So it keeps us stuck in our heads, looking for the safety, ruminating worst case scenarios, obsessive thoughts, fear-based or controlling thoughts, analyzing the past, creating plans for the future. And you may be experiencing a real life example of this in action right now, as the weather is beginning to improve and the end of COVID restrictions are getting closer with all of the vaccines. And it may be especially bad if you've gained weight during the pandemic, right? Winter and the pandemic hibernation is starting to slowly come to a close, which means potentially being around more people, maybe people you haven't seen in a while, and doing so in less layers as summer approaches. And so what happens with that? You leave your body and spend all your time in the head because it's scary. So you're worrying about what the summer is going to look like worrying about what people will think or say about you or your weight gain, trying to plan your next weight loss attempt and doing the math on how fast you think maybe you can lose weight if you can just get your shit together, right? You promise you're going to start Monday, Monday comes, maybe you make it through a few days of quote doing good, but something always happens that ends up in you falling off track and probably even overeating. And listen, I know that obsessive pattern, that thought and behavior pattern well. I lived it. I used to joke that it felt like an army of ferrets on meth in my head. The thoughts were so obsessive and intrusive. And I also know the outcome of that pattern well. It only ends in one of two ways. Either no, or one of three ways, I guess. Either no weight loss, short-term weight loss, followed by regaining, or just weight gain, because it's all fear-based disconnection from yourself and your body. You disconnect and disassociate from your body and your emotions to try to cope, which actually just makes body image and self-destructive eating patterns even worse. 
body image is an internalized belief about your body that happens when you're disconnected from it. Fear and disconnection drives this nonstop need to feel like we'll measure up, which just results in comparison, self-evaluation, criticism, judgment, shaming, all of that. And all of which create or contribute to self-punishing behaviors, particularly often in eating in ways that just don't serve our best interests or even, you know, can cause weight gain. But what happens if we stopped demonizing weight? If we stopped demonizing food and food groups and telling people all the things they should or shouldn't be eating? If we stopped with the demonizing and stopped with all of the information? I'd argue that's how it should have been all along. Weight gain should never have been demonized in the first place. It is a normal, natural, biologic response to an excess of calories. And it exists for the benefit of our survival. That's it. That's all it is. Our bodies are designed to store excess adipose tissue as a built-in safety feature to keep us from starving during times of famine. That's all weight gain is. So let's pretend... In this beautiful new world that I envision, that that's how it really is right now. Let's pretend we're in this beautiful new world because I want to paint you this picture. Weight gain's not demonized. It's just the result of excess calories. Then we don't need to be afraid of it. It's not demonized. We're not afraid of it. We don't judge ourselves for it or hate it or disconnect from our bodies because of it. It's, it just is what it is. Bodies are just bodies. And now let's pretend that foods aren't demonized. None. It's all just energy. We're not scared to eat any foods anymore, nor are we judging ourselves if we do. So here we are in this beautiful new world where we're not judging food or weight. We're not scared of food or weight gain. And we are completely connected to our bodies. So rather than judging and hating our bodies, rather than trying to force ourselves to eat the supposed, quote, right things based on what other people tell us, we're completely connected to ourselves and our bodies. And because we're connected to them and not hating them, we respect them, value them, trust them, we can hear them. And more importantly, we listen and honor them when they tell us what foods make them feel the best and what ones don't. We naturally gravitate towards foods that make our own unique bodies feel the best because we're connected to them. We're not stuck in fear-based ruminations over what we should or shouldn't eat or trying to control every morsel because we just trust ourselves. So then we're not using food in self-punishing ways or ways that contribute to weight gain. Nor are we using it to try to numb all the fear and the self-hatred we feel over the size of our bodies. So we're just at peace. Eating and living in bodies that we respect, trust, and value. And that we treat as such. Which sounds healthier? The truth is, the heart of healthy living and healthy eating should never, 
ever have had anything to do with weight loss or fear-mongering around good foods and bad foods. Trusting ourselves to just eat and feel at home in our bodies is our birthright. It is your birthright. And we've, we've got to work to rebuild it. We've got to work to create this new world. And that's what I'm trying to do. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.